Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row. This is a, a not hoser horror, but <laughs> you will recognize some of my guests and who are not guests and in fact hosts. Yes! <laughs> some of my guests in my house at, right at this moment. Pandemic be damned. Whoa, whoa, Dan whoa. Gorman. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I didn't sign up for Pandemic be damned. <laughs> Carlo. Hello. He's here. Guten Tag. And Veronica. Hi. The Veronica. The. <laughs> and that noise, as you know, that noise, of course, means that we are here. <laughs> of course. Uh, our, our classic of course. cue. <laughs> Obviously. This it means has been you used... found a bunch of rupees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish. It is our third, third annual Back uh, Yeah, we didn't do it the first Yeah, the year. first year we didn't do it. So It's so like Treehouse of Horror. But look, here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you now, Back Rosie is, of course, always a highly structured, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very predictable uh, and scientific almost award show in which yeah. we, all four of us who run back-row.com, a great website. Check it out. Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> you go be surprised people have I'm always like really oh okay cool we go through and we dole out awards to all of the greatest films of the year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yet this year it was a little bit something happened yeah. <laughs> we need ominous sounds from the soundboard now Stop. No, that's the only one that's all we got <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford more. <laughs> it's been a tough year. We got Man. that and we've got a good splat and laugh. <laughs> that, that's more of a 2020 sound. Yeah. Here we are. You know, pandemic uh, was not Be damned. damned. It, 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 <laughs> a pandemic <laughs> damned us instead. And here we are totally like, you know, 2020 movies. I A lot of people uh, that I know uh, have turned to me since and been like, I don't even know what came out in the year yeah. 2020. Yeah. Because it was hard. I mean, number one, we're all stressed out of our minds and stuck indoors and, uh, you know, couldn't go to a movie theater unless you're a little bit crazy. (laughs) I mean, none were even open. Or live in New Zealand. Yeah, or you live in a country that is you know impossible <laughs> yeah or like you live in an impossible utopia dealing well with the situation unlike the rest <laughs> of us yeah i feel like i had a lot of like didn't that come out already or or has that come out yet moments that this past year where where so many movies mm. got pushed back yeah and then i just kind of, there's like i ran into a number of movies where i thought like i thought that came and went already what do you mean it hasn't come out yet <laughs> like <laughs> i feel like i'm yeah. always like that i'm always running behind i'm like oh did that come out i don't know what, yeah. what year is it every year <laughs> yeah i usually <laughs> i usually have like movies that are coming up like especially at the movie theaters right by me that's sort of how i find movies i feel like i don't look at any publications 
Yeah. <laughs> Except back-row.com. <laughs> the only uh, one that matters. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh, AV Club is so annoying. Uh, <laughs> you can edit that out. But... <laughs> No, no, they're annoying until they cover our podcast. Then, <laughs> then we'll start even, talking good yeah, about them. Even still, but you know, I just be like, oh, this is coming to the Alamo. This is coming to the Castro, the Roxy, whatever. And I just put it on my dry erase board because uh, I love lists, and it is just—it's been empty. I like erased something that had been sitting up there since <laughs> January. You know, I was like, oh well, I guess I'm not seeing that. But I did see some movies, but I can't promise any of them were 2020 did did you run into a lot of i can't believe that was this past year because there was a lot of movies that i saw on my list of things that i've watched where where i was like the hunt that was this year it feels like a movie that's five years old at this point yeah like sonic yeah it's pro- pro- probably the last movie i saw in the cinema oh that's so sad <laughs> i had a moment like that i was gonna ask so what was the last movie that you guys saw in in the cinema for me it was cats <laughs> cats was one yeah. of the, one of the last ones but i, I actually that, yeah. think the last one was birds of prey that we saw which was pretty I, good i honestly can't remember um I'm sure it was like an old movie at Terror Tuesday or something at the Alamo. I will say that in February, like a little before, you know, before everything shut down, we did go to a Wesley Snipes mystery movie marathon. <laughs> um, so I'll kind of say like that was my last which real movies? blowout in a theater. Um, Passenger 57, which I had never seen. Mm. New Jack City, which I had seen a lot and loved more than ever. Uh, Honestly, Wesley Snipes, he's so good in that movie. He's like, so it's not even just like, oh, he's good or he's funny. He's like heartbreaking, really. Mm. And then this movie that I am going to talk about called The Fan. um, Uh, Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it's so psychotic. And then Blade. But sadly, I had to leave because I had a show. So I only got to see the first half hour of Blade, which is too bad because that's the one I really loved. It's a good movie, yeah. <laughs> it's the best I was like, I love Blade. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll say I'll say that was Blade was the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, I think mine was Cats as well. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all fucked it up by going. To I see can't cats. tell you how much of a fuck up <laughs> that started at all. I swear, COVID started in the Cats like. Uh, during the Cats production. <laughs> I think the last oh, movie I saw before Cats was like something like genuinely like, like not highbrow, but I think it was like Seven Beauties or something. Like I saw mm-hmm. like some like Academy Award nominated film and then I saw Cats and then a pandemic. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was it. Yeah. Um, well, what? So, you know, for the movies, I, I was actually surprised going back into my letterbox to see that I, I did manage to watch roughly about as many movies as I typically watch <laughs> that came out in the 2020s. So I think it was roughly 40 films, actually. Um, and some of those, I guess, are, you know, these are like stand up comedies a little bit. Um, hmm. because of what I'm just looking at my letterbox stats. So. Yeah. I think I saw uh, 55, but I think a couple of those wow. are also like, I, I don't think I'm, some of them are maybe movies I watched like through the year catch catching up on 2020. So like some of those viewings might've been this year. Oh, okay. Like that. Oh. Yeah. The movies are still from 2020 accounts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of like, 
anachronistic lists where it's like, oh, movies I saw in 2020 mm-hmm. or, you know, so that's that's what my Beck's Rosies is yeah. going to be. Did, like, did, well, I saw this movie. Well, but. I mean, by by the time this comes out, yeah, all of the lists, all of our top lists of the, our top watch lists of the years are on back-row.com. So if you want a real breakdown of our favorite mm-hmm. things that we watched last year, please go to the website for that. But um on this, we're going to, I guess, I don't know. So, so I'm, I'm curious to see what, what movies you guys really liked um, from 2020. And even though we're not giving out um, specifically back rosies, Dan. <laughs> uh, sound. Good of you, Dan. Sound, please. <laughs> when I edit it, it'll be like it, there was no pause at all. <laughs> Embrace the pauses. We're still... <laughs> We're um and the interruptions. <laughs> now it's just gonna happen sometimes out of nowhere. <laughs> Good. We will we'll we're still going to try and give out some top prizes for something. So I don't know. Yeah. So who Dan, you saw I think the most twenty twenty movies. I'm gonna go ahead and, and guess that Carlo and Veronica um saw at less than fifty. <laughs> I saw maybe mm. maybe maybe like twenty. Oh my god. And, and like not even all of those are like features. So <laughs> mm. so yeah, it, go it, ahead. It looks like the 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 only movie that I rated five stars on Letterboxd from twenty twenty was the Beastie Boys story documentary stage show thing. Ah. Um which I don't necessarily I, I don't necessarily think would be my pick of like if I'm gonna talk about something it's gonna be that because that's more of just like I'm a lifelong Beastie Boys fan, so I'm in the pocket of just watching them tell mm. stories. So yeah. it was like I can't objectively rate this anything other than five stars because it was just right. like a delight for me. But in terms of stuff that like I would want to bring up, there there's like a trio of of genre movies that I really liked from 2020. One I know Carlo saw and that we discussed on a some other podcast. I can't remember the name which which one it was. It might have been Ballbusters, but Bad Hair. Oh yeah, I was um, going to bring up Bad Hair. Oh as well. yeah, yeah. So Justin Simon's film. Um, it's you know kind of like a Tales from the Crypt esque mm. feature film. <laughs> I also have that in my yeah, notes. It, it, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, totally. It's totally like you know one of those. It's kind of rooted in a kind of you know politics and social sort of commentary but it's all sort of surrounded by this idea of um a woman whose hair is kind of you know gonna try and kill people (laughs) yeah and it's bloodthirsty hair basically yeah yeah. and and it's a movie that i feel like in some ways is messy but it's the kind of messy movie that i love where all the things that it's kind of freewheeling around and it becomes kind of about Mm. witches and there's all these sort of like crazy scenes that you know in maybe other hands wouldn't fit together well but it just has this such a has such a great fun vibe without sacrificing the kind of not intensity but like the sort of like cutting edge of the like the political kind Mm. of thing that it's getting at it's a good balance and i really liked it yeah it's it's also like a really good combination of having this like crazy high concept thing like the bloodthirsty hair but the main character's mm-hmm. like written pretty well as well like it's easy to get involved <coughs> in what's going on in her world as well uh, yeah and just like that whole like it's it, it takes place in the 80s but there's like people uh like r&b stars like usher and kelly Rowland in it so mm-hmm. 
it made me very nostalgic for like during those days i listened to a lot of like rmp that was like my main thing back then nice so that was sort of like uh <laughs> in my wheelhouse in that sense also like yeah black horror is a thing that i think is really cool like i'm a big fan of the tales of the hook movies uh from the yeah. movies a third one came out as well in 2020 mm -hmm. which, which i also i still uh, gotta watch those two yeah, I like those sequels, but uh, a third, a third tale from the yeah, yeah. tales from the hood yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they made them fairly like re, like one. The second one came out, and then only a year or two later, they were like back at it on a third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I guess I guess I'm like, oh wait, a second one. But I kind of, <laughs> I almost like remember that happening, and mm -hmm. I don't. I feel like I was so, you know, tuned out this mm -hmm. year with movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think those came out like straight to streaming. I have yeah, to assume probably. like they didn't have theatrical releases. Like the 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 second one came out like pre-pandemic. So, uh, but yeah, I like those sequels a lot as well. Uh, and and yeah. bad hair in that same vein, sort of thing. Like Tales from the Hood is an anthology series, so automatically it feels very Tales from the Crypty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really duck bad hair as well. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, and then the other two that I wanted to mention, so uh, Gretel and Hansel came out in 2020, and this this is an Oz Perkins movie, and I have kind of straight up hated everything I've seen from Oz Perkins previously. Um, I did not like The Black Coast Daughter, and I absolutely hated The Girl in the Photographs, which was a movie that he wrote um, and Wes Craven produced. I I saw it at Midnight Madness, and I fucking just thought it was garbage <laughs> and so i i've really been very like not not interested in oz perkins but gretel and hansel you know it's obviously an, an updated version of the fairy tale um and it's so good i love it it's like the darkest pg-13 version of of gretel and of hansel and gretel you could ever imagine um and it's just really cool and fun um and and yeah, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, this weak PG-13 movie and like people were saying the performances by Sophia Lillis and Samuel Leakey were bad. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just thought it was like super solid. Like it was almost like the witch for the the young adult like audience. Hmm. And I was just like totally on board for it. I thought it was it was a, it was a blast. Now, I have a question that's going to make me sound like an old person. Didn't that movie come out already? Wasn't there like an updated Hansel and Gretel not that long ago, like a couple of years back? It wasn't there like a like a witch hunter one or am I mashing yeah. two movies together? Hansel and Gretel vampire hunters or witch, witch hunters, hunters or something. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, that movie definitely did not, right? That movie's like three years old, four years yeah. old. The kids can't get enough. Yeah, <laughs> no. we gotta keep People bringing them back. People just clambering for Hansel and Gretel. Everyone <laughs> on that train. That shit is like eight years old at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I could have sworn because then I know there's also like, there's a stoner movie, Hansel and Gretel get baked. So I was oh, sitting yeah. here going like, it's not that, and I was like, maybe yeah. I'm thinking of that stupid Snow White Huntsman movie. Maybe I'm just mashing a bunch of things together in my head which has happened before oh that's that's weird you mentioned like uh it being like the witch but for the young adult audience but apparently the director of the witch and was it the lighthouse robert eggers yeah. made a short film called hansel and gretel in 2007 
Weird. Just a little fun fact that I found. <laughs> Love it. Carlos yeah. fun facts. <laughs> yeah. And then the other genre movie that, that stuck in my mind as wanting to bring up was Alone by John Hyams, oh, yeah, who did that. Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning and, and Universal Soldier Regeneration, which are both awesome. But this is just basically if you take a suspense thriller about like a, a woman who is traveling on this like back road and ends up you know like a guy in a car comes along and ends up like kind of kidnapping her and the whole movie is her in the woods trying to like get away from this guy and it's like you take a survival thriller and just strip it down to it's like super bare you know technically proficient filmmaking you know mechanical sort of like um twisting of the gears and and you know there's not a ton of dialogue um it's all just very like super super suspenseful kind of filmmaking and and i from top to bottom just really really liked it as that kind i really liked that vibe that it's just like super tense they've pared it down to nothing but what matters super lean super mean it has a really mm. great like final confrontation looks great has really good uh audio design and, and i just thought Coming off of the movies that he's made before, John Hyams, which are very, like, bombastic, in-your-face action movies, I thought his style really paired back well for me. And I, I just thought it was a really good watch. That's what, not that it's, like, the same kind of movie, but that's what I really liked about Arctic, uh, where it's just, like, this is just, it really is, like, the simplest a movie could possibly be, yeah. but yet so effective, or it's, like, there's hardly a script, you know, just to see something where it's like, well, it's just shot really well. And it's just like constructed very well. And I couldn't stop. I couldn't look away from it, you know, but it didn't have crazy colors and, you know, beautiful men. It was just, well, you know, Mads Mikkels, <laughs> I guess is fine. But it wasn't. Excuse me. He is above average. <laughs> okay. I've been watching a lot of Ewan McGregor movies lately. I feel like my barometers messed up don't shake your head at me jenna <laughs> i can see you i'll just sit here with my camera off <laughs> yeah those those three stuck out for me in terms of like like I, I felt i was disappointed by a lot of genre stuff this year um there was like that kevin bacon movie you should have left there was books of blood on hulu which was like a clive barker adaptation uh i didn't really like shadow in the cloud um i liked invisible invisible man a lot um but i just felt like there was a bunch of the, there was kind of like one after another of these movies that were coming out where i was just like this isn't doing it for me and then i saw all three of those like in the last chunk of the year and was like oh shit finally <laughs> do you i wonder do you think that this there, it was because a lot of those movies end up being sort of shot and then produced so quickly that there was this void of them. Like I know I, there I were think... that handful of those like Zoom horror movies that sounded yeah. interesting that I never got around to. The the <laughs> one the one called Host is like as good of a scare delivery service as a movie that's supposed to be on Zoom can be. Like I admired <laughs> what it was. And and it has like some really good scares and some good jumps, but it's also like that's all it is, you know. So there was an element of like I like what you did here, but at the same time, it feels more like a calling card than a movie I want to watch. It's it's like the unfriended movies where the I've... first unfriended movie is great though. 
I guess. <laughs> like, I didn't dislike it. I saw it and I liked it enough to see the second one. And, like, the second one also had some moments that kind of bugged me out. They have, like, there's one quick shot of, like, a girl being kept in a fucking, like, 10-gallon, not 10-gallon, but whatever, one of those big blue drums. You know, like, 20 kind gallon. of up to the... <laughs> yes! She's got... It's practically a condo. Look, she's comfy. Don't worry about her. But it was enough that kind of made me, like, oh, my God. Like, it stayed with me. There was I saw that movie years ago. Yeah. Like, years. A whole two years ago. But, yeah. you know, but the it still, I was kind of like, well, all right. I wish it had been... Uh, sometimes it's like any other kind of gimmicky horror movie where I'm like, well, I wish that had been there and then it was a traditional movie for the rest mm. of it. You know, I wish yeah. it had been like... So I probably won't get around to seeing any Zoom horror movies. <laughs> What's a Zoom night? horror movie? <laughs> it's called Host and it just Is the that... whole movie takes place on the screen of a Zoom call. It's it's the exact same length as a not as a free version trial <laughs> Zoom call. Are you kidding me? Um, so it's a Cat really short Rowe movie. Is interrupting. It's just uh. like any other Zoom. Is it like actually yeah. Zoom sponsored? Are they actually using Zoom? Or is it like boom or something? They are actually using Zoom, but I don't think it's I don't think it's sponsored. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's like exactly like fifty minutes or whatever it is, and it it honestly it's worth a watch. It's like less than it's it's less than an hour, but yeah, Mm. um, I I saw a lot of like raves for it, and I thought like this is really well done, Hmm. and uh, but but I felt like felt like that kind of held it back too. You're like, it's only as good as it can be. Well, know. for me, I would say that a lot of the movies that I ended up watching um, ended up being these sort of, the, I don't know, I don't know if, if this is going to, I'm I'm hoping, and I guess we'll talk about this later, uh, our, our hopes for the, the rest of the 2020s here, but um, a lot of the movies I ended up seeing and, and really enjoying ended up being these sort of small character-based films that the where the stakes aren't that high, It's not, there's nothing too epic about any of these uh, movies. Though, um, you know, like, for example, like, um, uh, I liked, I liked Emma, which came out, uh, you know, way at the beginning of the year. I saw that in theaters. Um, I liked, uh, the Tesla movie, which I wrote a review of on back row. I liked that movie Shithouse, which was also about being in college. Uh, I keep meaning to watch that because it looks really good. And I liked your review of it. I was like, this sounds really good. I got to watch it. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, it's, for me, it was the perfect college movie because I get so tired of the, like, the the jocks and the nerds. And I'm like, man, I went to a school that had... Because <laughs> you're a I nerd. I went to... <laughs> <laughs> That's what a nerd would say. <laughs> I went to Nailed a it. school in the Midway. I went to University of Michigan, man. This is, like, a big football school, 40,000 kids, uh... I saw people doing unironic keg stands, you know, like this was like a real like, mm-hmm. like, ugh. <laughs> oh, come on. They had those in New Paltz, too. And New Paltz I was, was never <laughs> witness to them in New Paltz, yeah. but I also <laughs> didn't know anybody in New Paltz except I didn't even know you in New Paltz. No, yeah, but we didn't meet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sad and lonely place, which is coming around to it. My college experience was goddamn terrible. And I transferred. I, I transferred in the middle of it. So I didn't have I had like one friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so that was this movie about like a, a kid who is feeling lonely and calls his mom all the time just in his sister just to like <laughs> shoot the shit because he just 
cannot seem to you know he has his horrible roommate and um you know I, I it was it was very relatable to my experience. Yeah. It sounds like I would like it because I'm still waiting for a college movie to have that that great scene where everyone that you met so far this year is going out to go bowling outside of your window and they didn't invite you and you're so you're just sitting there like <laughs> <laughs> no one yep. thought to ask me. <laughs> yep. You guys should play more rugby, you know. Yeah. That's you were the you one beating friends. us up. You were the one not inviting us, Veronica. <laughs> Wait a minute. You think the rugby we're not rugby players aren't jocks in the traditional sense, you know? Oh, we're, like uh, you couldn't beat me up. Like you wouldn't <laughs> beat me up. Well, look, Please. Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> they would just Jenna, threaten it and say we would, could. You know right. we could. Jenna knows all I would ever do is poison her. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's <It's>, better. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but I will say I think my favorite movies, um, you know, which uh, at least, well, the one I want to talk about, because I know that at least uh, Carlo has seen is Feels Good Man, which is the documentary that came out about Pepe the Frog and the sort of evolution of that. It's on Netflix right now um, and hopefully still is by the time that we release this episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've known about you know like i i have known about peppy the frog since the the boys club comic came out uh you know which is by matt uh, comic matt fury um and i was always uh you know i spent many an hour of my life thinking about the phrase feels good man because it's just a per- <laughs> it's a perfect comic it's a perfect panel in a yeah. comic with the perfect drawing of a frog talking about how great it feels to pee with no pants on you know like it's just the perfect the whole thing is perfect and then it of course got co-opted into this alt-right symbol that then became uh an officially on the 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 like hate list Mm -hmm. uh the um what's the word i'm thinking for of fucking like hate uh, symbol yeah symbol the yeah the official it's like officially Mm -hmm. um, designated as uh, as a yeah yeah Emblems, symbol insignia. of hate. So All you know, like things. right next to the swastika <laughs> is this picture of Pepe the Frog. And mm. so the thing I thought was so interesting about this is not that it really told me anything I didn't already know, but I thought that they laid it out just so perfectly. And mm. I also think that there is such a good. This is something that we're not. I mean, it's out there. I don't want to be like that person's like, why is nobody talking about this? Because clearly people are talking about this. They made a documentary about it. Mm. And there's multiple articles if you want to go and search for them. But this feels like just such a perfect, uh, a really detailed, highly researched um, 101 of Mm. the topic and how this happens. And then also being just insightful enough and philosophical enough about why it is something like this happens and where, where can... Uh, it go from here and and so the documentary in a way isn't even about Matt Fury uh, who is sort of the central character but it it kind of spins off in the way that his character ended up spinning off into the internet and being completely out of his control so I mean this was just it was a really good documentary also I think it just summed up the entirety of last year (laughs) the entirety of the last four years yeah I was just gonna say like it's just like the embodiment of the general malaise and absurdity of the Trump era is like captured in this. Like the way those 4chan alt-right trolls basically claim they voted Trump in. Uh, all that shit, it's just, it, it's bananas. It's, it's a really great documentary, yeah. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see that. 
I, I'm very interested in like that the idea that like people can take something and force a new meaning onto it and like at what point is it something too far gone or at what point you know like especially like they were doing the thing with like the okay sign or whatever like right. that was one of their and it's like it's like I've done that so many times in my life now like if there's a photo of me somewhere going like okay it's like <laughs> at what point do we t do it does it stop being a hate thing and it go back to what it used to be or or like the Hawaiian shirts with the boogaloo boys and stuff it's like like how do we separate something that really isn't like theirs but there's yeah, like a yeah. renewed well, focus on it I mean, you know what i mean that's, it's like that's that's even the issue with the swastika and again it's like yeah, i think true. it's sad to say but it's like i kind of think for that one specifically mm -hmm. i i don't really have an answer for the yeah. you know pepe but for that one specifically it did kind of get robbed from the people who created it and what it really means at this point you know unless you're in an asian country if someone had a swastika up, like, you know, I think yeah. when the general consensus is like, well, we don't, we recognize it as this now, which is unfortunate, you know, yeah. especially in that one, because it's like, you know, in Asiatic people who lost a symbol, you know, now we're like, oh my God, look, it's Nazis. And they're mm. like, oh, it means peace or something, right? It's harmony. It's something really beautiful and poetic and it's ruined. Um, not quite equivalent to peeing with your pants off, but I think, <laughs> it's you know, it's, its own there's way. a peace and harmony <laughs> in that, dude. <laughs> right? yeah, sure, there is a good, zen, man. you know, <laughs> and it's unfortunate to, you know, to because we don't ever want to be like, well, then they win, right? It's mm -hmm. like we let them have the symbol, they win, because it's just been so corrupted. Uh, but I think sometimes that is kind of Definitely, the only way... Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, that what, what was kind of cool about that documentary, too, is it sort of ends on a it ends on a high note, I would say, even though I found it pretty depressing to watch. But they actually <laughs> do talk about uh, a different way that uh, in surprising way that um, Pepe was taken and to mean something entirely different. And I won't I won't spoil it. But if you've like <laughs> if you pay attention to the news, like it's not totally surprising, yeah. but mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize the magnitude of it myself. I had seen. Yeah, same seen it being used in other ways but um i guess actually now that i'm talking about this i i may as well just mention some other documentaries that i really like that came out this year yeah because... i was gonna i was gonna ask if there was any other documentaries because i i had some too yeah i mean like i want to give a shout out i mean i think the one that probably would be second on my list was dick johnson is dead which was directed by uh, kirsten johnson which is um also also on netflix i think um and this is a, a documentary about a woman who is trying to figure out a way to keep her um, 86-year-old father alive forever, says the Letterboxd <laughs> review. But yeah, I mean, she's basically shooting documentary footage, and she has been, I guess, for years of her father as he retires, but also is, is being moved because he has uh, Alzheimer's. So she's trying to get, you know, and, and, and at the time when she starts this, he's doing pretty much fine. Like there's enough, um, you know, signs that they have to start to take things away from him and, and you know, and, and sort of tell him it's time to retire and all of this. But um, it is what what's 
I, you know, like <laughs> there's no way to like describe it without just being like, you're going to cry for two hours because like, I know you have to be like completely dead inside if you don't like openly weep watching <laughs> this movie. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like her father is very charming and nice and Alzheimer's is the most evil of all evils. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, <laughs> but the thing about it is it has this very like dark humor. So what she ends up doing a lot is she stages different ways for her father to die and then shoots them. So in between her kind of like talking with him and, and documenting this and having him kind of muse about it, you know, they both have this similar sense of humor where like they show him like, dad, we're going to show you on the street. And then like an air conditioner is going to fall out and kill you. Okay. <laughs> like, sh- like go. <laughs> so it, it ends up being um, kind of, kind of silly and, and um, this, this sort of bizarre celebration of, of, you know, the the end stages of life and sort of coming to terms with death, which, of course, is, is impossible, even when you're sitting there trying to control it by creating it and showing different ways for it to happen. Um, so it was it was very, I you know, it was interesting. It was um, it made me cry a lot. I, I also feel like I kind of wanted to know a bit more about the father. But at that point, it's like, how much can you really ask somebody to? put out there (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like it got it got to a point where like if this was a if this was a movie i would have wanted more if this as a documentary i already feel like i've overstepped my boundaries of (laughs) learning way (laughs) too much about this so Uh, yeah um so you know i thought that was that was definitely worthwhile uh the other one i guess that I got a big kick out of was class action park. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> so, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it, but I did enjoy yeah, it. I, I liked it a lot, but I also have, mi- I have a little mixed, but it's another one of those things where when I was like a long, long time ago, I used to like read about action park a lot. Um, like when it was just being written about in like weird New Jersey, or like in like just like before it became like a really big internet thing um i was super fascinated with this idea of this park in in america and all the things that happened there so i like kind of watched it become like and then it had a really great wikipedia page and i just would read all that and then i was like following chris gethard and i was following all the like weird new jersey stuff like articles about it and stuff and so by the time i get to this movie which is admittedly full of stuff that i've already known for a good chunk of my life i was just like also in the pocket for exactly what it was which is a bunch of people being like this was so fucked up and here's some hilarious stories of us going there and then we're gonna pull the rug out and be like and also people died and it's so fucked up that this place was allowed to be run this way and that we're having this conversation right now i wish it focused a little bit more on that (laughs) i don't think it fully earns the ending no i don't (laughs) think so because and also it you know it does have these these parents talking about like their kid you know getting Mm -hmm. getting killed there um you know dying in an accident but it ends on this note of all these people being like oh you know what it's jersey and like it didn't it like the last scene is that one female comedian being like but you know what like that's what happens in jersey some shit like that and it (laughs) still had way too much of like it still felt felt too nostalgic for me and i understand i understand the appeal of nostalgia but i'm so tired of it and I'm so tired of people being like, hey, you know what? I lived. Um, and so there was, even when they're telling stories about it, people being like, oh, yeah, because then they'd be like, oh, you're a pussy. Get out of Jersey. I'm like, I hate the East Coast so much. <laughs> like, 
it's just so why do you hate every- it why you hate it Vern? because you're a pussy oh oh go live in california you pussy but it just it started to grate on me have you know and it didn't feel i'm with you dan i didn't feel like it really earned you know we all knew something bad was coming we all knew yeah and it still felt getting to that it's still like it had this these parents talking about their kid and then kind of bounced back very quickly uh chris i always say his name gear get it okay i was like gearhard uh (laughs) his i because he's someone who also like talks about suicide and he i thought he was a better a better commentator than a lot of the others because he did have sort of a clear-eyed perspective of it where he was like I liked it but you know I like sort of sick things he wasn't going like hey you know what it was fine you know he was like I liked it because there's something wrong with me Um, (laughs) yeah he's the right kind of person to have pull that kind of trick but the movie doesn't yeah it really doesn't land in a way that I was satisfied with but but again at the same time I enjoyed it anyway (laughs) yeah i definitely enjoyed watching it i think i've i feel like i would have been more on board for like people thinking warmly of it if the guy if it was just kind of like if it was the johnny knoxville movie uh action park you know the guy (laughs) who made it was just this lovable character who like scrapped something together but he was such a piece of shit you know (laughs) he was swindling people and cheating people and or or show more about that Right. Like, yeah. They, they they only show a little bit of like the the stuff with the phone calls and the like. This was actually like and him really like shady threatening business. a yeah threatening a reporter. Yeah. You know, a show lot the of interesting show the scary shit going on behind the scenes of this like dangerous kids park. Yeah. Show how people manage to like stay in power and abuse power. That's yeah. a more interesting thing, to be honest. That's exactly yeah, what <laughs> I. That's exactly what I wanted from this, and that's the one thing. I mean. All the other stuff you guys are talking about, I, I, I'm I a shithead New Yorker, so I was like, hey, hey, look at these pussies. But the, you gotta leave that coast, I'm telling you. I, I have a lot of time for that, so it didn't bother me either. Like, I like Chris Gethard, I like uh, John Gabris, I like that, hey, like, I'm, like, if it's not, like, when it's not really mean... Like in the movie when they talk about like, you know, people would be going up to do their dives and someone would be like, you pussy or whatever, like <laughs> removed from that. I'm like, <laughs> but like in reality, I'd be like, that's fucking terrible. Don't do oh, that. Yeah, in reality. <laughs> and it's because you're Canadian and you're surrounded by polite people all the time and you yeah. didn't have to grow up around New Yorkers. But the thing Sorry, is, I, I'm... What? No, I'm with you guys. Like the the thing that that really drove me nuts about this, I I didn't have any problem with the way that they presented these these messed up stories as like, hey, isn't this messed up? Because like that's that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, about that's it. the point, right? And, and I'm I'm probably as equally terrible as these people, but um, <laughs> but I'm with you. I would not have been the the one who's egging people on. But um, but no. so much of this documentary is like censored. Like there's people's faces yeah. blurred out. Like you don't hear about who exactly nobody really gets held accountable and the documentary doesn't hold anybody accountable. The documentary is talking to people who who are like, "Yeah, I was there and it happened." And and there's a degree of like, "Well, okay, you were probably a literal child." And it's like the type of thing that you look back on and you're like, "Wow, how <laughs> How did we do that? You know, like, I can understand that, like, you know, that that kind of having that perspective and not having the, like, same attitude as, say, the parents of the children that did die. But right. the, the for the documentary to just be like, 
Oh yeah, that sounds weird. All right, uh, everyone, pack your stuff up. Let's go. Uh, we got to shoot you know, the next one. There was like one scene or one where they kind of like they they let the clip or whatever you know run a little long. They were interviewing someone who worked there who had been pretty high up as far as in charge, but again was probably nineteen years old. You know, um, and he's now in his forties, and he was talking. And kind of, I can't remember exactly what he said, but something about like, you know, it's fine. It didn't mess me up. I don't have regret, something like that. And then he takes a swig of the beer and like, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of realize this guy can't even sit through talking about it without drinking, you know? And it was just like, I wish there was kind of more of that. It was yeah. sometimes in documentaries, you can't have stuff like floating around the edges. You do mm-hmm. have to like tie it all together. I agree. It didn't feel like they held anyone accountable. It didn't feel like the people who were being interviewed, aside from some of the the people who were kids working there, I thought that was an interesting perspective. But again, they're not nearly as culpable as, you know, Mm -hmm. the adults cheating, the you know, getting fake permits and bribing people to keep this thing open. They're 19 years old. You know, what are they? They're just working a summer job. I really got the sense that a lot of the politicians are probably still in power, which is why a lot yeah. of them were blurred out. Mm. You know, it, it seemed like extra shady and it seemed like there need to, there needed to be almost a part two of this. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say that um, in the 90s, I went to Action Park when it reopened. As <laughs> I think I saw that called. in your review and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I went down that Alpine slide, which was oh, as absolutely terrifying then <laughs> as it was during this. So. I'm you're welcome. I'm alive. (laughs) It's just it's a balance problem on that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it for sure. But that's it. How about uh, how about you, Carla? What what was your so what were some of your 2020 notable releases, if any? I mean, we've already talked about two of the ones I had listed. So we're going to talk about Feels Good and Bad Hair as well. But we've covered those. So I agree. Those are great. One other movie I guess I can mention, like in 2020, it was a highlight. But in any other year, I don't know if it would have. But I really thought Bad Trip was really funny. Eric Eric Andre movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to see that so bad. And it it, it got like Have you not mistakenly released. And then yeah. it got pulled back. So I never got to see yeah. it. That's when I watched it. I was like, I got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, 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 Uh, no, no. But yeah, no, that was really funny. And it just reminded me that I was really missing the Eric Andre show. I don't know when the last season has been on even. Uh, But I'm a big fan of that. And I think Eric Andre is extremely funny with the right director slash editor. And and that trip was exactly that. Just like the Eric Andre show. Um, It's uh, like the Eric Andre show. I, I, I think they taped like the entire day. And they have t- a 10 minute show left. So they right. try out a lot of bullshit and then <laughs> most of it doesn't work. But the 10 minutes you see is gold. For Bad Trip, there was there was like two really, really key things about Bad Trip that were so great. So f- for the listeners, it's like a jackass kind of movie, w- but with a narrative. So it's actually a really good counterpart yeah, to... Like yeah, it's a really good counterpart to that movie that you brought up, Veronica, the um, Action Point action, or whatever. Uh, yeah, right. Which, which I was so excited for because of Action Park and so let down because it sucks. <laughs> Poor Johnny Knoxville. It's a really good counterpoint to that because it shows what, what these movies always um, get wrong is every scene that isn't 
narratively important is is the stunt scenes and the kind of like crazy prank scenes and in bad trip and this isn't like okay this isn't brilliant or anything but there are scenes in bad trip where people get kind of um unsuspecting people get kind of like nudged in the direction of participating in the narrative so like there's a scene where eric andre it the, the plot needs him to go to new york and so there's this scene with him and this real person on a on a bench where they're just talking and the guy starts giving him like a pep talk and Eric Andre kind of like convinces this guy to like convince him to go to New York. And it's and like the scene doesn't end with like, and then the guy got tripped or, you know, it's like, it's just a scene that works for the movie's momentum. And so like not every movie has to be. Yeah. yeah it functions as a movie as well. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and it's true. And everything that is a stupid stunt and stuff is really dumb and hilarious. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Nothing better. It's just I'm so like, jealous. I can't wait to see it. I think it has a near release mm, date. Oh, now. does it? Okay. Yeah, I, I really recommend that one, F you. I mean, unless you like really don't like Eric Andre, I guess. Uh, get out. Which, <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Ugh, New York. I was sort of conflicted. I was sort of conflicted last year, like in terms of Eric Andre, because I really loved Bad Trip, but then his new stand-up show came out and I was like, maybe I hate Eric Andre <laughs> because I really did not like that stand-up show because it's like 200% unfiltered Eric Andre and it's like, it's too much. It's, it's like he's so doped up on probably something and himself and the audience is like egging him on to like take it even further and do like this i don't know it was just too much for me too much eric andre i was like okay yeah, so, someone edit, edit know, him is, down please right there's some things that like can't you know they they need someone mm -hmm. true editing mm -hmm. them restraining them that's i had a lot of trouble with uh tim and eric's million dollar movie show because it like it just kind of felt like someone was like, well, now we're doing whatever we want. Like we got successful enough that we were able to be offered, you know, a chance to make a movie. And it gets like, it just gets to a point where you're like, but now I've watched like 90 minutes of ridiculousness instead of like 12 mm -hmm. minutes, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. even the Aqua Teen movie, it's when exactly they made that. a movie, they had a narrative to it. You know, they made it a little bit cleaner and not, you know, not as wacky mm -hmm. <laughs> with a lot of aqua teen it just goes so off the rails so fast um but yeah i could see unfiltered eric Andre yeah i guess watch. that's also why bad trip works because it's sort of this ebb and flow of like crazy stuff but then it's there's sort of like a grounded movie as well to i don't know make it palatable if it's like non-stop craziness yeah like the eric andre stand-up show it's just like he's not even he's telling stories but every point that he makes has to be so extreme and crazy that at one point you're like it's enough i need a like i watched like i don't know like half half an hour of that show and i just turned it off <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> his season i was like i'm starting to hate eric andre and i don't want to hate him because i generally think he's really <laughs> funny but that's just what you have to do yeah. sometimes it's like friends you know you have some friends where you're like i can't <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like friends oh no show. i meant like real people you know <laughs> sometimes there's, you have some friends where you're like i can't hang out with you that much because mm -hmm. i'll start hating you but yeah that's about it uh, that i had written down of like the 20 movies i watched in 
2020-ish. Mm-hmm. I like the Bill and Ted movie, the new Bill and Ted movie, but that's it's like total fan service. Like I grew up with Bill and Ted, and they didn't do yeah, shit. That, yeah, that's how I felt about that movie too. Like I I put it on yeah. my letterbox list of movies I loved. I I kind of would have wished they. Because I had just watched the the second movie before I saw that one, and I was mm. like, I wish they had leaned into the in, like inventive sort of like visuals and craziness. Yeah, yeah. Like this movie, I saw somebody say like it just looks like it looks like the version of the future that's just an Apple Store or whatever, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I can see why somebody would say that. But it's a it's a fun movie. Yeah, 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 and it's very amiable as well. I mean, there's like yeah, that was that was pretty good. But other than that, yeah. I don't have a lot to be honest. Word. I have some I have some 2020 movies I want to catch up on. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> if you want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean I I feel that Carlo for mm. sure. I've a lot of like, you know, I I just I enjoy going to the movie theaters. I have trouble. I can watch stuff at home, but you know, uh, I had sort of a funny 2020 when it came to movies. Um because I I did watch my friend Rianne and I were having like pretty steady movie days. Um, so I did have like, I probably watched like three movies a week, let's say, you know, but not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily new and not even necessarily movies I had never seen before. So I did, we made this deal that she would watch Candyman <laughs> if I would watch Steel Magnolias because I watched Steel Magnolias as a kid and was like, this movie's stupid. <laughs> Women are stupid. Friendship is stupid. Women friendships are real stupid. I hate this movie. And then I, we watched it. Rihanna convinced me to watch it again. And I loved it. <laughs> Not necessarily like, oh my God, this touches my heart. And I, but like, no, it's laugh it's, out loud funny. Yeah, it's, it's good. So it's a good many, movie. Like, yeah. We were cracking up. And she loved Candyman, so, you know, that worked out. Um, so there was a whole bunch of movies that I hadn't seen in a while that I rewatched and realized I either loved or hated. I did my, like, every couple of years rewatch of uh, Fight Club, and I hated it this time. It goes back and forth. I'm always like, you know, when I first saw it, loved it, and then would kind of see it later and be like, this is stupid. And then for most of my 20s, I was like, this is stupid, this is stupid. And then I'm glad, you know, it held, it's, it's worked all the way through to my thirties where I'm like, no, this is stupid. I don't, I don't really believe, I don't believe the central tenant of like, you know, men want to beat each other up. That would be, my dad's a real man's man. You know, he's always cutting wood and building stuff and beating men up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. And if, if someone was like, okay, we're going to start a club where we beat each other up, even in his pride, even in like his youth, I think he'd be like, this is stupid, guys. I got better stuff to do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I could go, I'll cut some wood. Um, I'll beat up a tree. I, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Once a year, I usually go to Toronto yeah. to beat Dan up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> With hooks. Hmm. I spend the whole time running that. away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one big That's Benny Hill better. cartoon in Toronto. Uh, damn. Carla, Carla, do you just come at him with your arms like pinwheeling? Being like, yeah. you get hit, it's your air. own yeah, fault. Yeah, exactly. The first one who well, gets you hit get is the loser. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I, I have... <laughs> And the more I see it, I think I kept rewatching it and being like, oh, this is so misogynistic. And, you know, it's such a buzzword, but it really is. It's like women are just making men into women. I'm like, no, you know what? Men don't want to like, yeah, right. Men don't want to 
sleep outside and beat each other up. A lot of them really enjoy civilization. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think you need to hang out with the right oh, guys, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Jenna. I know all the Californians. <laughs> the kind of guys that go to Action Park. Hey. You 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 ain't hang out oh. with the right kind of guys. Oh, you out there in San Francisco? Oh, hey, hey, yo, wait. Uh, but we were watching it when we were, you know, I was halfway through, I kept being like, well, I know I'm, I'm an old person now. Cause all I keep thinking about is like, you know, if you boys really want something to do, you should be fixing up this house. This is a beautiful <laughs> old house and it's just going to shit here. You boys got so much energy. I got an idea. You want to blow stuff up? Come here. So that's <laughs> Fight Club really taps into my inner 50 year old Jewish woman that we all know is there. Uh, but what, what, what Jenna? No, I was going to say you're, you're like inner, like woman sitting on the stoop that just yells yells at children and then tells them to like do things for her at the same time. (laughs) What are you, what are you doing? You need something to do? Um, (laughs) Here, go get us pack of cigarettes. (laughs) They'll say you're old enough. It'll be fine. Tell them it's for Varney. I don't smoke cigarettes. I've like literally never, not never, but not a cigarette person. Uh, can I send children to go buy me drugs? That's probably not. <laughs> go to the corner. Ask for chalk. When we say drugs, we mean bubble gum. Did you, did you watch anything from 2020? I did. <laughs> Doctor Sleep came out in 2020, right? I think that's 2019. <laughs> but it was like a December 2019 yeah, or something. It, it was yeah. the end of the year. I think year. it was like November or something. Okay. Well, because I watched Doctor Sleep actually on the plane to New York for Christmas. Um, and now I'm reading it and just daydreaming about you and McGregor. We've talked then, about Dr. Sleep. We both, me, me and Dan love it. We're big sleep heads. We're yep. big doc- yeah, yeah. Dr. Sleep heads. Yeah. Carlo liked it too, right? Yeah, I loved it. Oh yeah, Carlo it. watched it. So. Yeah, I, yeah I, I enjoyed it. I thought it worked very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty surprised to be honest. Yeah, I also, I was watching it and this, this can get cut because this is important, but I was watching it on the plane. And, you know, it starts, you and McGregor's all rough looking, you know, sleeping outside like a man. And, uh, See? <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, but wait. <laughs> so I was like, well, it's such a shame to, like, have you and McGregor in a movie and have him look like that. And as soon as I thought that, it was like eight years later and he's standing in front of the AA meeting in that, like, beautiful, sweated, like, fitted <laughs> blue sweater that, like, made his eyes pop. And he was all, like, cleaned up and buff. And I was like, oh, perfect. Oh, Okay. Now this movie can continue for another two hours. <laughs> or three. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it when did. When he showed up in the movie, you were just like. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sound of a boner? I was. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Excuse me, Carlo. I am a lady. All right. I don't well, you get know, it. like the <laughs> metaphysical boner. I don't know. Sure. But yeah, I thought, you know, he's always great. We just had a Ewan McGregor day. Um, and in the middle of it, we tried to watch Oh Lucky Man and we turned it off. Boo. Sorry. Sorry. We yeah, to, boo, we're try number again. one. Boo. boo, completely wrong. Um, but number two, he's not in that. <laughs> no, I know, but I had gotten That's it out why of she the library. It off. <laughs> right? Oh, I thought you and McGregor was going to be here. We were, we were working our way through it and realized if we didn't turn it off, we weren't going to have time to watch Velvet Goldmine. And you don't, you don't not like, <laughs> Gee, come on, Jesus, you don't, you don't watch you and Gregor movies and not watch Velvet Goldmine. 
Because I I saw Velvet Goldmine once, and ever since I think every time, all the time, I think about Christian Bale going, pointing at the TV and going, "That's me, Dad. That's me." We were crying. We could not stop laughing. I think about it every day. It's I. I had said something that I really liked it as a kid, but mainly, you know, probably because of the beautiful men and the gay sex. And I was like, yeah, but I'd read this review when I was a kid that was like, oh, this movie's exhausting. And I was like, shut up. You're stupid. You don't know. It. And then we were watching it and I was like, this movie's exhausting. And I was just like, oh, my God. But I guess I did watch. I did watch this one movie from 2020 that, um, again, it's like if it was any other year. This wouldn't have even rated on my list, uh, but the Beach House. It was a shutter. Oh, yeah, I yeah, saw that. it was. Yeah, I was. It was like fine. It, it had good. enough scenes in it that I was like, oh, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, thought it was again like I'm into these kind of cleanly made horror movies. I don't need the pretension. Yeah. It had enough like grotesque stuff. The yeah, characters I, I, were pretty thin, I, I, but whatever. I thought that it it really had me like. I remember watching it and like getting halfway through and, and being like, I'm super into this. Um, but I did feel like it kind of like lost its sort of momentum and, and, it, yeah. and it ends, it ended well, but it definitely was like, you almost had me as like, this is going to be a really, really great. But I do think it has a really cool like texture to it. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like psychedelic movies, I would take like, I felt like I felt like the beach house was doing what, um color out of space was trying to do um but beach house was doing it a lot better like like trying to visualize something that's really weird and psychedelic and you would never be able to like explain to somebody what it looks like like but they do it really well and it looks cool and has like a kind of cool texture to it and whereas color out of space was like we'll just make it a purple color (laughs) (laughs) yeah and beach house had you know it had like uh it had enough, it had like grotesque scenes, like truly yeah. grotesque stuff that uh, was, you know, I had read something that was before I saw it that was like, oh, in a great moment of body horror. And that scene in particular is very, mm-hmm. very well done. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just thought it like it had it had some really cool images. It had mm-hmm. some it had these, you know, these pod things that were obviously built. It wasn't CGI. It, like yeah. I did think it looked cool. Uh, but I will say, I'm going to just say this one isn't from 2020, but I watched it in 2020 and I had held off watching it when it first came out, but I saw Revenge and I oh, yeah. loved it, loved it. That was probably the, my favorite movie I watched this year. I had forever been like, I when I first saw the trailer, it's like, oh, turn the, I trailers are the worst. It's like turns the male gaze in on itself and then it showed like a shot of gorgeous matilda lutz in her fucking underwear and i was like what are you talking about shut up and then i watched the movie and was like oh that review was right uh (laughs) and i really enjoyed it and really thought it was it was subversive without like without being unbelievable you know i i thought it was a good a good like revenge sort of horror movie horror is not the way to put it uh, but it was a really good revenge movie that was like visceral, you know, and Matilda Lutz was great. Yeah. So it sounds like the awards that we're going to be giving out for this back Rosie are to the, the genre of horror, 
What are you Where's my sound effect? Where's my sound oh. effect? I wasn't on the the <laughs> on the screen where you were pointing, so I know. I was like Jesus. Jenna just points at the camera and I was like, What? What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> it's right at me. To to the the is it a genre of documentary? Is that a genre? Yeah. It's a now category. It category. <laughs> if if nothing else. To shithead East Coasters. <laughs> and Eric Andre. Take off, eh? <laughs> Contested. Damn. Just there kidding. <laughs> What do you guys want out of movies for the rest of this decade? <laughs> I, I found that, like, you know, one of the things that I was a little bit intrigued by was the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of these movies seem to be a little more introspective and a little more focused on people, uh, you know, just doing, like, like small accomplishments and not so much big epic whatever. Like, and even the, the bigger movies that came out, I thought, had really weird... Like even like Wonder Woman eighty four, which I, <laughs> which I watched strictly because I wanted to just like tell people they were wrong for hating it, um, and ended up it was and I mean can it, you and Pedro Pascal and it was, um, it's not a good movie, but I I kind of like the fact that it spends so much time dealing with like the fallout of like losing a loved one and like you know the 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 weird thing with pedro pascal's son that that is absolutely baffling but like that's just kind of a strange focus for you know what is under otherwise like this big comic book movie yeah. which of course not to say that they don't have you know emotional arcs and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um yeah I, I i'd like to say about comic book movies like i don't think that anytime like people have been up in arms about one being amazing or one being the worst thing ever. Like they never live up to whatever these, like, like I, I saw the backlash against that movie and I haven't seen it yet, but from, from what I've heard, it's like, fine. Like you're saying like it, like whenever people are like, this is absolute, the worst superhero movie ever. And I watch it. I'm like, this is so similar to the rest of them. <laughs> like pe people really hate the incredible Spider-Man too. And I'm like, this is just like an average one of these movies where people really hate the fantastic four movie. And I'm like, that's like actually an okay movie. And it's trying to do interesting things and failing at some of them. And I'm like, like a lot of these movies, like, <laughs> like they're never like this amazing end game is the most amazing. And it's like, it, this is just a okay version of, all of these movies it's just, a, it's just an episode of a really long tv show yeah it's all the same <laughs> like the, the highs and the lows are never as high and low as people say like i totally get it. when find. you when you're invested i mean wonder woman i ha i don't know anything about i haven't even seen the tv show i don't know anything about wonder woman so if i had been as invested as people that i know who have like spent like most of their life reading the comics and even you know watching tv watching whatever uh, you know, and, and love this character and know the lore and all this you know, mythology. And then they see this, you know, character being trotted out, uh, you know, as you said, uh, for like a perfectly okay to mediocre film. I mm -hmm. totally get like the anger and stuff like that. But I'm with you. I, I just feel like they're at this point, and, and especially with comic books, every time they, they create new versions of these characters and there's always these new universes. So to me, it just feels like another universe. It doesn't, it shouldn't be connected to the books. It shouldn't, you know, be 
you know, this even when they they yeah. choose a universe, it's almost like a different version of that universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of like what like this <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, like you know? I I would kill for like another Catwoman. Like make a movie that kind of outra- outrageously bad, like and and weird. You know, like there, like there has not been a a comic book movie that has been so misguided or so misjudged because they like they previs the hell out of these movies. They they know exactly what they're doing so far. You know, like like when you go back to those first two thousands era of comic book movies, like you have such a a, a wide pendulum of like Spider Man uh, Spider Man two Sam Raimi and then like Catwoman over here and it's like they're trying to do the same thing. And, and like, I actually really think Catwoman's a, is a super fun movie. It's a bad movie, but like, it's really entertaining. So like, I don't know. I want to see more big, dumb swings from major, you know, like even cats. I mean, like Venom, when we, Venom when cats came out, who, like who, when was the last time there was a movie that united everybody to go see this dumb fucking movie in the theater? Like we all, so many people that I know were like, we got to see this movie. <laughs> And it was crazy. And like, Dan, I enjoy that. <laughs> Dan, the majority of my friends are gay theater men. And even among them, I feel like people weren't like, we got to go see cats. I'm amazed <laughs> everyone else here has seen cats. I <laughs> So many people I know were like, we're getting stoned. We're going to go see cats like in the morning. We're going to go see it like it's going to be this like ridiculous thing. Like it, it was just one of those things my that you friend- could tell was a big swing yeah my friend pj who we we published his his whole, whole article on back row last year about how he saw cats five times in the theaters <laughs> no that's insane. he went multiple times since that. i don't think i'll watch it again but it was like a it was a fun thing to do like i i like i like when that happens i like when a when a when a weird movie gets snuck in <laughs> and yeah how about you veronica what do you what do you want to see i mean i always want more weirdness i'm down for that i kind of don't care um you know i'm always gonna be looking other you know in other places besides the mainstream anyway i tend to not pay that much attention um to mainstream movies so i feel like i'm always well, like but well, what do you even I want mean, like yeah. in general out of out of cinema like coming up i i mean like i think about all of the movies that i i enjoyed and i didn't i didn't love them perhaps but you know like um uh, never rarely sometimes always i thought you know i like eliza hitman's I movies really and I, I like to see more of that type of focus really close focus on on somebody or i loved uh one night in miami which i didn't think i was gonna like at all because you know it's this sort of historical fiction uh four guys in a room what if these four powerhouses could talk you know and it, <laughs> and it's and it actually ended up being a really like um genuine and, and really beautifully shot movie and i really enjoyed it um even I like this movie, The Photograph, that came out early in the year with um, Issa Rae and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, which is just about uh, a woman oh, yeah. dealing with her her mother's death and and trying to figure things out. You know, like and these weren't, you know, these were released in theaters. They weren't like t- like the little tiny tiny indie movies, and but you know, or even the um, uh, well, I know that Dan likes Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, was. This that was definitely more of a small film, and that, that but that was interesting. It's just like a night in a bar, like a, in like a, a sort of mediocre, uh, you know, 
a Vegas bar, just people hanging, just just the the but, regulars. So I guess I guess that's kind of my point, though, is that I don't have any, I don't really have any wishes for what you know for things for cinema to show me because I feel like my needs are being met. Um, Ooh. There's, <laughs> yeah, hey. and worried it's... about a monkey paw situation. You don't want to make any wishes, <laughs> right? Right. It's going to be a real dry right. turkey sandwich, and I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> but that's from The Simpsons, Jenna. Yeah, just FYI. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's even you know when you were talking to Dan, I was kind of like, well, I guess maybe I want no more elevated horror. And I'm like, no, that's not true. I, I want it to morph into, you know, I want it to kind of like give its influence to re- terrible horror movies so that there's that kind of mix of, mm-hmm. of you know, what I love about horror slightly elevated. Um, but then even as I say that, I'm like, but I, this year was different, obviously, but like I saw plenty of movies in 2019, 2018, 2017, where I was like, oh, that freaked me out. Oh, that was really good. Oh, that was, you know, I, I think that I have been pretty happy overall with movies in the past, I'm going to say five years, you know, I've, I could probably stretch that to like six or seven years, but I think pretty consistently I've been like, that was, and even if it's not my favorite movie in the world, it'll be something like so crazy that I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> you made your point. So I don't, I don't really have any wishes. Keep doing what you do in cinema, world <laughs> cinema, especially looking at you. Where, where do we language. all stand on this idea of like, um, releasing movies? Cause I feel like, like everyone's kind of waiting for cinemas to open up again. And I'm kind of like keep fucking releasing these movies digitally at the same time like like i feel like it will work like putting movies on hbo max or like you know if i have to pay 15 dollars to rent a brand new movie on friday night i'll do that like give give us more options yeah (laughs) like compared to uh i don't know when but like we have a pretty big tv like michelle's always saying like we have sort of like a home theater at home so we don't necessarily miss going to the cinema like i sort of do it's still different but it's better than watching like uh, i don't know like i like watching a vhs on an old crt tv as well like that experience is very Mm -hmm. uh reminiscent of like growing up so that has its charm even though i rarely still do that so yeah i'm also fine with just movies coming out on streaming like where I live, I don't have the luxury of having like niche theaters showing old stuff. When I get to watch old stuff at the cinema, it's like, oh, it's another anniversary for Alien. And I love Alien, so I go see Alien again at the cinema because it's an impressive movie visually, you know, and everything. But other than that, I'm basically relegated to seeing mainstream movies if I want to go to the cinema. So it's truly whatever for me. Well, then you don't get a vote. And I'm just dying for them to reopen. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, I, I, I don't have any problem with them releasing stuff digitally at the same time. Um, I, you know, I, I, I guess maybe like the business side of my brain is like, well, I have, you'd have to figure out how they could make that work with cin- just keeping cinemas open and paying rent. But, um, you know, at the same time, I've, I've, you know, gotten, uh, I think, it was last year I got a screener for that movie Synonyms, which ended up being one of my favorite movies of, of the, the decade even. 
And watching this movie on my laptop, I was like, oh, my God. And then I realized it was still in theaters and I like ran out to go see it again. So I think that that actually would happen probably a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that the majority of people would have no problem if they even like screened it first at home or they saw it uh, in theaters and then they want to see it again. They're going to keep paying to go see it. Yeah. So So I think because this is something, this was something that was sort of discovered with MoviePass is that, you know, I always kind of say like MoviePass failed because they read the data wrong. They thought people weren't going to movies anymore. But people weren't going to theaters because it's expensive. And once all of a sudden it was cut down to nothing, people were, you know, flooding it. Um, So that's, I think people do like the experience of going to the theaters. And I do think that like, well, things available at home, there's always going to be people who just want to watch it at home. But I also, and there's still people, I think, especially when you live in cities, going to the theater is a different experience than just like watching something in your house. You know, you, you do want to leave. You don't want to be sitting in your living room all day. You want to be like in the theater. I do at least. <laughs> I want to leave. I, I um, yeah, I would never get out of my house otherwise. And I would just go crazy. It was something to do. <laughs> But the one thing that I have to say about the, my my bigger problem is that, um, you know, I watched First Cow at home and I couldn't see the goddamn movie and I couldn't tell if it was from my crappy television or if it was just the way that the movie was made. And so to me, the biggest thing I miss about theaters is just sort of that uh, having just knowing whether this was a choice or like, you know, like when you, you go to a consistent movie theater. Oh man, you haven't seen movies in the in Toronto though. <laughs> Why are they all? <laughs> I wouldn't know if that was uh, you. You go to a movie here and they don't they don't mask the screen. Sometimes the lights are left on. Like the projection is <laughs> fucked. Like the quality control here is at because at the major like at Cineplex and stuff, it is fucked. <laughs> is it because funny. everyone's too polite to just say like, "Where's it going?" <laughs> you know, like because that that's oh, like kind of New Yorkers in here. Yell up at the screen. I, hey. I've absolutely yeah, been that person. I definitely went and saw a movie in the lights were on and, and everyone was sat for a really long time being like who's gonna go say something oh, <laughs> oh that's god funny. no that doesn't last five seconds in new york like like, like that doesn't even the last second the trailers start and the lights are still on like there's some old person that's like what the hell is happening <laughs> <laughs> immediate no, like it's yeah, so in, fast in canada it, I think it's also just like a business thing. They they've realized that nobody gives a fuck about presentation. Like people do. Like they once they realize that if they don't mask the screen to bring it down to the aspect ratio or whatever, they can just project it on the big screen, and nobody will notice that. Like there's the the black around it. They don't pull the curtains in or anything. They, once they notice that nobody's gonna give a fuck, they're like, well, we won't do it. That's so funny. Oh, maybe they're right about socialism. Damn. I had really been banking on, you know, us being right about socialism. So Carlo, is there anything that that you that you're looking forward to in the coming decade? Um I was looking at movies that are coming out this year. There's a couple I wanna see. Like in general, I just don't want any more sequels or reboots or remakes. Unless it's about for movies that no one cares about, then I want sequels and stupid yeah. shit. Like, give me that non-profitable nonsense. That's that's what Did I want. Did you see the <laughs> new Charlie's Hangstown. Angels? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I did Speaking watch of things the that nobody old wanted. ones though. <laughs> recently, 
Uh, Those are at least fun. Yeah, they this are. This one's they like, are. you uh, know. Pretty fun book. It, yeah. it tried to do a weird, I don't want to say Nolan, but it definitely tried to be like, yeah. you know, too real, too gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shut up. It's Charlie's Angels. Oh, maybe in 20 years it'll be dated and yeah, fun. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say now. Like, I remember Charlie's Angels coming out thinking, what is this bullshit? And then I watch it like 20 years later. I'm like, no, this is actually a lot of fun. Um, and like people people responded to it people really liked it it was mm, campy and yeah, fun yeah. and you know super campy yeah yeah and then but crispin like glover well is in those as well it's like i don't know what he's well well he's just being crispin glover in those movies so that's great but yeah that's all we can ask for <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's actually that's how you introduce crispin glover you have to have his fanfare oh, plane or he will leave uh but yeah, no more of that, like, I don't know, like those TV show type of, like, you always think about Marvel movies right away, but everyone wants that. Everyone wants their cinematic universe. I'm like, no, I watch movies because they're short and contained, basically. Yeah, standalone. And, and w when I like sequels, which I do a lot, I like a lot of sequels and franchises, it's usually the kind that aren't planned. They're like, okay. That was a success. Now we have to scrape something together and someone makes something weird and maybe box off a bomb or whatever. But that's interesting. But this like premeditated. No, we already know the next 20 movies, how this will play out. It's like, that's I don't know. That's not why I watch movies. So less of that, but that probably won't happen. Yeah, I, I hate the planned sequels like that. Even for things I like, I hate it. You know, like I feel like it hasn't been done well since Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah as for movies coming out this year uh i think godzilla versus kong is dropping next month i really want to see that was that. made for you yeah yeah uh even though i probably they won't were like, like carlo needs a movie this year <laughs> even even though i probably won't like it like I, I watched the trailer and i got like goosebumps but then i'm like no this is probably gonna be shit like the other ones <laughs> uh watch the party mouth honey <laughs> 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 but but even if it's shit i have to see it because like the the peanut gallery that is my brain just needs to see the big monkey fight the big lizard and that's all there is to it <laughs> on a big screen it has to be a yeah. big screen yeah ideally but probably not so i'll probably watch it on my tv um i also have dash sauce is, is um uh, is it mm. out or not? I don't know. You probably know, Dan, um, don't you? The Crypto? I don't think so. This movie called CryptoZoo, Dash Saw, who did the animated movie, uh, My Entire High School is Sinking in the Sea. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he has a new animated movie. Uh, I think it's like in festivals, whatever that means, or like digital festivals now, probably. Yeah, looking forward to being able to see that. Uh, I think Candyman is coming out this year. Letterbox yeah. said Candyman is coming out this year, so I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah, I thought Candyman was one of those ones that had been like kind of pushed a little because of the pandemic. Um, it was because I had kind of yeah because I was like I was pretty sure that was one where I was like looking to see where I could rent it online because I was like well I want to see that I'm dying to see that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really curious. So, like I I love the original movie and this. Uh, I barely know anything about the new one other than that it's Jordan Peele produced. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Trying to go into it as blind as possible. Well, I think that about concludes the Back Rosie Awards. <laughs> that one should have been the, the Rick Moranis again. <laughs> we didn't get enough of him. Uh, thank you all for being um, 
voting paying members of the back row committee. And actually, you know, actually, let me do a, a sincere. <laughs> let me Sorry. do a sincere thank you <laughs> to trigger happy, ain't you? Our, our Patreons uh, supporters, because you guys um, funded us. This was for the first time in the past year and a year that was otherwise a complete, utter failure piece of shit uh, that everyone was was totally miserable about. Um, you guys were the brightest spot I did okay. in, in our life, <laughs> our, our singular life. Uh, for having funded Back Row completely, we this is the first year that we got everything paid for because of Patreons, and we love you all, and we hope that you guys enjoyed all of your swag boxes, and um, we look forward to coming up with a brand new version of all of that next year, and hopefully we can keep you guys as Patreons, and if you're not a Patreon, you can be one too. Go to back-row.com. If you scroll all the way down, you can see a link to our Patreon and uh, we have a bunch of different levels. It's pretty cheap. Um, it's $1, $3, $5, I believe. Uh, $1, you don't get much, but, you know, we love it. <laughs> so I get it. If you have... <laughs> Not enough to give you stuff. you're but... having a year like I had last year and, uh, you know, you can only give a dollar, then I totally... That's great. We love that. Um, and if you can give more, then we love that even more. But sincerely, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And we look forward to next year when, you know, the back roses will be back in the beautiful uh, auditorium that they normally are in with all of our celebrity guests. I know it's, it's really nice that uh, the hall gave us our deposit. Uh, Yeah. It's really really generous. You know, that, that was about, um, I want to say 98% of the Patreon budget, but um, (laughs) it's worth it. Uh Oh, the t-shirts were the rest. Anyone else? Any last things to say? Otherwise, <laughs> one more, one more signal cry for good luck. See you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Good day. Perfect. Good day. Eh? <laughs>